Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Story time. It was a sunny and windy day when I, Lincoln, a park ranger, set out on my patrol. I had been on the job for a few years now and had seen my fair share of strange things, but nothing could have prepared If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Prepared me for what I was about to encounter. As I trekked through the dense woods, the wind whipping through the trees, I suddenly caught sight of something out of the corner of my eye. I turned to investigate and was met with the sight of a cabin, one that wasn't on any map. My curiosity peaked, I made my way towards the cabin. Upon arrival, I found the cabin to be empty, but upon further inspection, I discovered a map with a red cross mark on it. I couldn't understand why anyone would mark this particular spot, but my excitement got the better of me and I decided to follow the map to see where it would lead me. As I followed the map, the woods around me grew denser and darker. The sun began to set, casting long shadows across the forest floor. I couldn't shake the feeling that something was watching me, but I shrugged it off as my imagination getting the best of me. But then, I saw it. A creature unlike any I had ever seen before. It was huge, standing at least eight feet tall, with shaggy fur covering its body. Its eyes were a piercing yellow and its mouth was filled with razor-sharp teeth. It was a werewolf, there was no denying it. The creature let out a deafening roar and lunged towards me. I barely managed to avoid its attack, but the creature was quick and agile. It chased after me as I ran, my heart pounding in my chest. I had never been so scared in my life. Finally, after an unsuccessful attack, the creature retreated into the woods, leaving me standing there, panting and confused. I had no idea what to make of what had just happened. I had never believed in werewolves or any other mythical creature, but now I knew they were real. I reported back to my supervisors, but they didn't believe me. They thought I was hallucinating or making the whole thing up. But I knew what I had seen and I knew that it was real. That day changed my life forever. I couldn't shake the memory of that creature and the fear that it instilled in me. It was like a nightmare that I couldn't escape from. I couldn't shake the feeling that it was still out there, watching me, waiting for the perfect moment to strike. I couldn't stay in the woods after that, I had to quit my job. Now I'm haunted by the memory of the creature, and I'm afraid it will come for me again. 
I can't sleep at night, and I'm always looking over my shoulder. I know that it's still out there, and I fear that one day it will find me. That's my story, the story of how I encountered a werewolf deep in the woods. I know it sounds crazy, but it's the truth. And I pray that no one else has to go through what I did, because if they do, they may not survive. I think I had a first-hand encounter with a humanoid being four years ago. As far as I can tell nothing happened to us. We were not abducted or harmed in any way. But we were very startled and I would almost say I startled the creature as much as it did us. It was night time, and I was at my boyfriend's apartment. Hanging out in the bedroom laying on the bed chatting, watching TV. His roommates were out of town. After a while I hopped off the bed to use the bathroom. I was just being silly and dramatic for no reason and swung the bedroom door open all the way very quickly. All the lights in the apartment were off at the time except for the bedroom. As I started to take a step out. My body froze as I felt a presence. I took a second or so for my eyes to adjust and see that maybe 5 feet or so in front of me stood a humanoid figure with its arms in the air sort of crouched at the knee staring back at me. Like how people put their hands up when they have been startled. Its eyes were huge black saucers and its head was almost frog shaped with a small mouth gaped open. It took me a second to realize what I was looking at and once I did I said oh shit. The second the words left my mouth. The figure shook its arms side to side very fast and accelerated into a blur that went sideways phasing through the wall and disappeared. I immediately closed the door as fast as I could and stood there a moment to calm down and catch my breath. I was trying to rationalize thinking I had just hallucinated the whole thing because I stood up too quickly. My boyfriend kept asking me what just happened and I just kept saying I stood up too quickly and I was fine and tried to drop the subject. After a second I felt calm enough and I went to use the bathroom because it was basically an emergency at that point, so I ran off and came back after I was done. My boyfriend was still very shaken up when I returned from the bathroom and was holding his phone trying to record the hallway as I walked into the doorway. Asking me again what just happened. At this point I knew we both saw something because why would he be trying to record the hallway? So I asked him to describe to me what he thought happened before I explained my side. And sure enough he essentially saw this humanoid figure standing in the hall with a similar description and zip out of sight just like I had seen. After the incident I thought what I encountered was some type of ghost or demon. I had nightmares about it because I was so shaken. Having another witness really made the reality of the situation set in. After a lot of reflection, therapy and lurking on this community I have started to believe it was possibly an ET of some sort or interdimensional being. If anyone is interested I'd be happy to share more details. To this day I have not had anything quite like that happen again and I have never met or heard of another person with an encounter quite like mine. I can draw a picture if anyone is interested in trying to identify. Edit, I went ahead and did a drawing of what I saw. I know that it probably looks absolutely stupid but I guess that's a big reason why I stopped thinking it was a demon. So this happened one or two years ago. My, ex, 
Friend was staying over at my house. It was pretty late at night and we were getting ready to go to bed. There's a window across from my room that leads to the backyard, in the yard is my building. The curtains were open so I closed them like I always do. While I was closing it I was something on top of the roof of my building. If you guys have watched Harry Potter think of Professor Lupin's werewolf form but pitch black. If you haven't seen it, the creature was tall, big, lanky, and completely black. It even stood out in the dark. It's hunched over on all fours and starring into my woods on the opposite side of the building. Now for some context my house is on a hill and we're surrounded by miles of woods. It's not like we're out in the middle of nowhere, we live in a neighborhood, but I'm guessing it came from the woods. As I'm staring at this thing my friend walks out from the hall and I call her over to look at it. I ask her if she sees what I'm seeing and she says yes. We kinda just stare at it for a few minutes. It doesn't move it just sits there while we're watching it absolutely terrified. My dad was asleep on our couch in the living room but we don't wake him up. We're contemplating on waking up my parents but we end up shutting the curtain and going to bed. We told my mom in the morning what we saw and she asked why we didn't wake her up but I didn't want my parents to get hurt. I never saw that thing again to this day. This isn't fake, it's a true story hope you enjoyed and any ideas on what it could have been? I can't say where this took place exactly for safety reasons but I live in a southeastern area. Late last night, my daughter, 21, her friend, 21, and I, 43, had spent the evening at a drag show in Galveston, Texas. After the show we decided to drive down to the beach for a few minutes before we headed home. The beach we usually go to was kind of a far drive from where we were and it was almost 3 am so we decided to pull into a beach access that we had never been to before. I pulled in and drove around in a circle to shine the headlights in a 360 so we could kind of scope out the area before we got out. I parked next to a trash can kind of close to the dunes. As soon as we got out of the car I felt a heaviness, hard to explain, just something felt weird, and my intuition was to get back in the car immediately and leave, I wish I would have. I didn't find out until later that my daughter and her friend had the same feeling. There was no moon so the only light was from a few beach houses on the other side of the dunes. I keep a huge baton flashlight slash taser in my car so I grabbed it and we walked down to the water. Suddenly, out of the corner of my eye I saw my daughter's friend turn around really fast and look back towards the car. She had heard a sound coming from the direction of the dunes. She grabbed my flashlight and pointed it towards my car and she and I both saw something standing right up against my car. Neither of us were exactly sure of what we were looking at because it seemed to fade away when the flashlight hit it. It's so hard to describe but it was like you could only see it in the edge of the light from the flashlight. Like it only existed between light and dark. I grabbed the flashlight back and shined it directly where it was standing and it was gone. Just kind of disappeared. It was very surreal. This heaviness that I felt when we first got there was suddenly unbearable and we all knew we had to leave as quickly as possible but we were all kind of frozen in fear. We slowly made our way back to the car but as we got close, my daughter and her friend saw the same figure crouched down next to the trash can with its back facing them. 
It was eerily silent as we ran to the car, jumped in, and sped off. It was complete silence in the car for a few minutes until we got down the road a bit. Then I asked if they wanted to talk about what we just saw and we all just collectively freaked the absolute F out, tears and everything. My daughter only saw it from the front for a split second but her friend and I looked directly at it and we both described exactly the same thing. Judging by the height of my car, we estimated it to be at least 6 feet 2 to 6 feet 5. It was very tall and slim. It had a human shape but the face was just kind of blank with two black spaces where I should be, like the eyes were there, just really sunk in. Its face kind of had the shape of a long Gandalf type beard but it was fleshy, not hair. It had really long arms, one of which was resting on the top of my car on the back passenger door. It seemed to be wearing what looked like a robe but it was part of the creature. Like his flesh was in the shape of long robe sleeves. No hands just long fleshy flaps. It was just standing there kind of slouching, like it wasn't standing up all the way. And it just stared blankly at us, almost through us. When I say a heavy feeling, we could physically feel some sort of presence as soon as we had gotten there. I personally have never felt so much anxiety, fear, and terror in my life. I have no idea what the F we saw but there is definitely a lingering wary feeling through my whole body since it happened that I can't seem to shake, my daughter says she feels the same way. Every time we talk about it we get chills. I'm super bad at drawing but I tried my best to draw what I saw. I had an encounter two summers ago in the area called Kimball Bottoms or as the locals call it the desert. Anyway I was down there at a drum circle they were having and I don't know if it was the drumming that attracted this thing or what. I was facing the water and banks of the Missouri River and it's still being light outside, around 7pm in the summer, I could see everything clearly. I thought I saw a heat signature on the opposite bank, like heat rising off a hot parking lot in the summer. This stood out to me as I'd been staring in that area. Anyway, zoning out as I went into an almost trance-like state due to the drumming, I started seeing this thing move. I stopped drumming and walked over to the edge of the bank. The more I watched the more I realized that this heat signature looked like it had arms and legs and was like swaying to the drumming still going on behind me. My friend came up and asked what I was looking at and as I pointed it out to her other people from the circle started to notice that we were pointing and staring at something across the river. More people stopped drumming and joined us at the bank. Some could see what we were seeing and others couldn't. Eventually, nobody was drumming anymore and this glimmer man had stopped swaying and was watching us watch him. More than one person had mentioned that it looked like the invisible, yet visible, alien from the movie Predator. It was after maybe three minutes of watching this invisible being, and yes many people tried taking pictures and video of it, only to not see anything when reviewing the images on their phones. Not surprising when you are trying to photograph a nearly invisible heat signature looking thing. At one point we could see this thing move back into the tall reeds and were surprised as the reeds parted. Those who didn't see the being couldn't help but see the reed part as it moved away. A few of us sat there for a good hour waiting to see if this invisible being came back, but we didn't see anything. However many people freaked themselves out by talking about where this entity could be? 
Was it lurking in the water, walking along the shore, hiding in the trees, etc.? I have to agree they all had viable points. It was a very surreal encounter and only deepened my beliefs on things existing in the folds of what we call reality. Okay, I totally understand if no one believes this, because we are still unsure of what the F happened, but we sat down, and came to a consensus on the events, and all agreed we witnessed the same thing. Me and three buddies were hiking Thursday through Friday in San Bernardino National Forest. Various trails, mostly the known ones, and mostly during the day. Friday, we were making our way to Clark's Summit. As we were walking, one by one we noticed that we were veering off the trail. I asked my friend in front of me why he was going off the trail, and he asked our friend who was in front of him the same thing. The friend in front told us I can hear a woman talking, you guys don't hear that? We didn't hear anything. We tried to convince her to leave it be, because it was already kind of dark, and we were close to where we wanted to set up camp on the trail. The friend in front is female, and insisted that what she heard sounded like a female calling for help, and that she sounded really close so I think she felt inclined to investigate a possible female in distress, while we were totally okay with going about our business. Okay, I get a bit spooked now because she's absolutely serious, and we absolutely could not hear whatever she was hearing. Here's where it got weird. We only ventured off the trail about 300-400 meters, yet at one point, we were completely lost. We don't have any fancy gear or GPS stuff because we've never needed it, but we've been on this trail enough to know we hadn't gone far, yet we couldn't find the trail in any direction after waking for about 15-20 minutes. I started to feel weird, kinda dizzy slash lightheaded, and when I mentioned this the other two said they felt weird as well. It was like something had changed the environment around us, or moved us somehow to another location. I had no idea which way to go and now it was fully dark. My female friend said the woman's voice had said I'm over here, and please help me. She said it sounded like she was hurt crying. So here we are, somehow lost, after only walking for about 20 minutes off a large trail because my friend is hearing voices. We decided to stop walking in any direction, because the last thing you want to do at night is get even more lost. We had two tents, and sleeping bags in our packs, so we found a clearing and set up. We figured once the sun was out, we'd easily find our way back to the trail. Before we could even lay down to rest, I noticed a tree near us was moving as if something was climbing it. It was really dark, and I wore glasses so I really struggled to see, so I called them over to see. I thought it was an animal at first. But it wasn't an animal, it wasn't anything. I could see the outline of what roughly looked like a human shape, but it was transparent, like completely see-through. The best way I can describe it, is the way heat waves look on the pavement in the summer, you know, that wavy slash liquid effect. They saw it too, my male buddy said what the f are we looking at when he finally spotted it. They all said the same thing, it was transparent, but still visible due to the foliage around it being displaced and moving as it moved. We all just stood stone still whispering theories back and forth as to what we thought we were seeing. I thought maybe it was some kind of optical illusion, 
but they both immediately jumped to aliens of course. The thing just sat there, perched on a large branch about 50 feet up. It's like it was watching us watch it. The other oddity is that after staring at this thing for about 10 minutes, we noticed all the normal forest sounds we heard prior had stopped completely. I mean the only noise was us talking, and the leaves under our feet. The hairs on my neck stood up, and I had goosebumps all over when I realized this, like something was truly wrong. After about 10 minutes of us standing there, whatever this thing was started to climb up the tree even more, until we could no longer see it all. We approached the base of the tree slowly, and walked around in a circle with our necks craned up trying to see this thing. It was too dark, and the trees were too close for us to see the top. We didn't hear it jump to another tree, so we assumed it was still up there. We were all too spooked obviously to camp right underneath whatever this was, so we gathered our shit and started walking towards the moon. I shit you not, after about 5 minutes of walking, we were back on the trail. I literally dropped my bag and said what the f out loud. We all stood there confused, looking around trying to confirm what we were seeing. My buddy likes to joke, and said maybe we walked through some hallucinogenic spores, and had imagined all of that. I highly doubt that, but whatever happened, it seemed kind of, I guess predatory. Like it seems like something was luring us, or trying to confuse us. My friend still thinks we were messing with her about not hearing the woman she claimed to hear. Was it that thing we saw imitating a woman? How did we get lost so close to the trail? This was easily the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in the wilderness. We still don't have a good theory as to what we saw. It may not have been an alien, but whatever it was, it was humanoid, and was 100% transparent. Somehow, and able to climb a really large tree with ease, without making much noise. I would love to hear any theories about what this may have been. Has anyone else seen anything like this in the woods? But I grew up seeing shadow people. White shadow people too. When Slender Man got popular I immediately thought of some of the things I've seen here. There was some sort of entity that would harass the little girls who lived here. Nothing horribly obscene or anything but my sister used to complain about a figure that would walk around her bed at night and say mean stuff to her. Like it would walk back and forth and call her string bean an ugly little ginger bitch. BTW, after my sister was telling me this all upset and shit, I actually laid off of teasing her for being a ginger for a couple years. It made me feel really bad. Anyway, she said she could never see its face or anything but its outline was like the Grinch from the old Christmas movie. She'd always complain about it and my older cousin also female, chimed in while she was talking to me about it and said she had the same thing happen to her when she would stay here. They both agreed that it lived in a hole in the air between two oak trees that just refused to grow. An area my sister refused to play. Those oak trees have been the same size since I was probably 5 years old and I'm 33 now. Still the same size. Keep those trees in mind. It gets weird about the trees. So, shortly after my friend moved out about a year later, my girlfriend and her daughter moved in. After about 6 months her daughter started complaining about the same thing. She was scared to tell us at first. 
She would come in and wake us up and we figured it was just her being scared of the dark. She was around 6 at this time. One morning while we were getting her ready for school she started quietly telling her mom about it. Could tell she was embarrassed and didn't want to talk about it. I was making coffee and it stopped me dead in my tracks. I stopped and squatted down to talk to her and smiled to try to ease her worry and got her talking more about it. She straight up called it the Grinch, like that was its name. She said it just walked around her bed saying mean stuff to her. Never touched her or anything. I asked what kind of mean stuff and she said, he walks back and forth and he says bad words and calls me fat piggy and dumb little girl and other words I'm not supposed to say. Freaked me out super bad. Started texting my sister about it. And would have contacted my cousin too but she is estranged from most of the family at this point. So my sister and I talk about it. Put up crosses in the house, I put up some Norse protection runes, salt at the doors and sage the house. It apparently subsided after that. So, one or all of those worked. When I was walking her to the bus stop for school a couple months later she pointed at the area between the two oak trees that won't grow and said, that's where that stupid Grinch lives. Ha! Can't get me any more stupid Grinch. And then she threw a rick at the trees. Was pretty funny. But I got concerned again and started asking her about it. She said she was fine and she hadn't seen him in a long time I'm assuming since I took some precautions and used warding of various types. So I asked what she meant by him living between the trees. She told me, he lives in the air between them. Like when we watch Stargate. So trying to get more answers before the bus comes I asked her how she knew that and if she could see him right now. She looked back at the trees and said, no, he's not here right now. He only comes out at night because the sun makes him invisible. So, now I ask if I could see him if I tried. She says, no, only girls can see him and you're a boy so you're not supposed to see him. And then the bus came. And we kinda dropped it after that. But ever since then I've got weird unexplainable knocking on windows, particularly when I'm in the shower. My girlfriend at the time the girl's mom, and I split up several years ago and I still get the window knocking and weird noises. I'm used to it now because that's just life here. It's always been weird as hell. Saw Greenman's face once when I was a kid. Weird piece of property we've got here. Lol edit, so for further reference, my girlfriend's daughter never met my cousin and never talked to my sister about stuff like that. So, it's not like the idea was planted in her head by them or anything. Later on when talking to my sister about it, she told me that maybe it's because she's getting older but as time goes on she has forgotten more and more about it. She said she doesn't even remember it having the outline of the Grinch anymore. She remembers calling it that and knowing that it looked like the Grinch before but doesn't remember the outline. She used to be able to go into detail about it but now all she vividly remembers is the ginger bitch part. And maybe that's due to growing up adulting and prioritizing memories, but she's 35 and I'm 33. I remember these conversations vividly because it freaked me out so bad. I live in Evanston, Illinois, just north of Chicago. I was asked by my mother's friend to move some stuff to a storage unit nearby. I had not been working because of COVID, 
and the pay was decent, so I went ahead and agreed. It was raining all day off and on, but at times it got so heavy that I couldn't transfer boxes from my car to the unit. So I just get comfortable inside the unit and listen to some music while I wait for the rain to clear up. It's cozy in there, to be honest, and the rain just keeps getting worse. It's not very cold out though. I'm just chilling when I start hearing this banging noise from nearby. It sounds like something hitting metal at first. I think that maybe there was a car accident on the nearby highway, N, Lincoln Avenue, Highway 41. But then I realized it was coming from the other direction and I really don't want to go outside and get wet. I tell myself that someone probably dropped something, like nothing serious. But I continue hearing various banging noises. I still didn't bother checking. But as it continues I decide to check it out since the rain had let up a bit. I walk outside and turn the corner and see this massive hole in the fence leading to a little wooded area at the North Shore Channel Trail. I see this white thing moving near and under the dumpster by the fence. I'm thinking that it was a large white garbage trash bag, but it just doesn't look right. I'm confused and I'm trying to get like a closer look at the thing. I may be about 100 feet or so away from it and I see something sticking out of it and it's making a clicking sound. I say, hello, who's that? I immediately regret yelling this out. Something big squeezes out from underneath the dumpster. It looks like a pile of fleshy tissue with spike-like protrusions. It stands 4 feet tall, but then it extends up to over 6 feet. It looks like a humanoid spider or other insect but with white flesh. It doesn't have an exoskeleton, just smooth white flesh. The head is weird, kind of insect-like with no mouth that I could see. The eyes were human-like and had a reddish glow. It had long slits along the side of its head. It stood there clicking and watching me. I could sense that it didn't want me there. I was wondering why I was still there and hadn't run off. But I was frozen in place, and terrified. I had heard about the Chicago Mothman and was wondering if this may have been it. But it didn't resemble anything that I had ever heard about. Then I felt a sudden rush of calm come over me and I was able to break the trance I was in. I hauled ass back to the storage unit, locked it up, got into my car, and quickly left. When I looked back in the direction of the creature it was gone. I returned the next day and finished unloading the boxes from the car as fast as I could. This happened in the spring of 2020. I haven't told anyone about this. I'm a hunter, I like to hunt wild boar specifically. Though I have been deer hunting and have been known to get a turkey for Thanksgiving I mostly hunt boar. For those of you that don't know, boar are a big problem in the United States. A sow can have two litters a year and it's not uncommon for a litter to consist of 10 or more pigs. Given that pigs eat anything and everything it's not hard to see why the Department of Fish and Wildlife makes it legal to hunt them with almost no restrictions. In my state it's illegal to hunt most large mammals with night or thermal vision scopes, with the exception of boar and coyote. I've been saving for a year, mostly fun money. It's hard to explain to your wife that a scope that costs literally twice as much as the rifle I was mounting it on was worth it. But I did it, I took it to a range and sighted it in. There was an area that was peppered with boar activity that I knew would be perfect for a night hunt. 
It was easily accessible with my truck with easy to find spots that I could set up and that overlooked a large easy to navigate clearing. The night started uneventful, mostly me tinkering with my new toy, cycling through the settings. I was a little impatient, I'd spotted multiple deer but they were out of season and like I mentioned earlier, my current setup wasn't legal for deer. I moved to another spot I'd seen days earlier that probably wasn't much better than my first but it gave me something to do and a new angle to look around with my new scope. After an hour or so of glassing the area it dawned on me. This spot doesn't have much animal activity at all, no rabbit or owls, the deer that I'd seen were hundreds of yards from where I was. Why was this pocket of land so dead at night but lively in the day? I'd set up around 10 p.m. and it was about 2 a.m. when I started to think about packing up, maybe setting up a target before I left and taking some practice shots. I heard a crunch come from the direction I came from before. I panned my scope over and saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly night vision. It's a thermal scope, kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movies. I adjust- Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at Aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period. Adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. I remember jolting a little when I saw that it wasn't really a bear, it was a man. Because he was so low and hunched over I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is that a game warden? It couldn't be, I would have seen the headlights coming up the road from where I was perched. And where could he have walked from? I was 30 miles away from anything and on public lands. I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed, he was naked. No shoes, pants or anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements like a squirrel or something. Twitchy and grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. Was that my tree? The one I'd been leaning against earlier? The thought terrified me, could he smell me? Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. He squatted and placed his hands in the dirt between his feet and stared straight up like a dog mid-howl. And I heard it, a voice coming from that direction, a very compelling female voice. Help. I'm lost. There was a long pause but neither of us moved a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet, I couldn't bring myself to aim directly at another person, it went against everything I'd been taught about firearms. Were they lost? Was this some guy that had gone crazy out here? Why was his voice so feminine? Help. Please. I can't walk. The voice called out. That's when I called bullshit. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person, so good I mistook him for a bear. That's a trap, this guy is trying to lure me to him with a damsel in distress routine. Luckily the lack of activity before had caused me to pack up most of my gear. I think I may have left behind a hat and a sitting pad but I didn't give a shit in that moment. 
I took my eyes off him for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position but his face was staring in my direction and I swear I saw a smile. The thermal scope has an effect that makes animals' eyes appear white. How the hell had he heard me get up and put my gear on? He must have easily been 150 yards away. F off. I screamed in that direction. He stood upright and it hit me how tall and skinny he was. Easily six feet and very lean. He took a couple of long strides in my direction and I instinctively sent a round sailing above his head into the tree line. He was freaky as hell but he hadn't really threatened me, what would I tell the cops? I was unwilling and unready to shoot someone. He stopped dead in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. The next one will F you up. Go away. He stayed on all fours and this time I had my sights trained on the center of him. His eyes were just above the grass like a large cat or something. I was trying to stop my trembling and knew that my voice had cracked a little on that last warning. I was terrified, that standoff probably only lasted a minute or two, maybe less, but it felt like forever. In an instant he bolted left towards the tree line opposite the road. So much for not being able to walk, I could barely keep him in my scope he was moving so fast. He disappeared into the brush and I sent another bullet sailing high in his direction. I racked another round and tried to pocket that mag and swap for a fresh one, but I dropped it and didn't bother looking for it. I wasn't far from my truck and I wanted to get out of there. I could hear him in the distance, yelling in this weird sound that could have been a laugh or a cry. I scrambled up the trail and arrived at my truck breathless. I tossed my gear into the cab but kept the rifle in the passenger seat and sped off. For the longest time I told that story from the perspective of having spotted some deranged crackhead living off the land like some kind of caveman. I reported it to fish and game but all they did was scold me for hunting at night alone, never received an update. It wasn't until I told this story at a camping trip that my nephew told me about wendigos, rakes, and skinwalkers. My story scared the piss out of him because the spot we were camping was technically the same forest I'd seen the bastard. Just 50 miles east of it. He was so spooked his mom, my cousin, had to take him home, she was really pissed. I've gone down the rabbit hole one these scary stories, I'm not saying what I saw definitely was a windigo or a skinwalker. I'm saying that if such a thing exists, I may have dodged quite the bullet that night. Or maybe it was just a tweaker being Donnie Thornberry in the middle of the night. Either way, thought I'd share. I guess my encounter is about something called the Glimmer Man. I'm from Southern Ontario, Canada. It was have been mid-July 2018. My boyfriend and I were spending a day in Toronto at a few restaurants, had a couple of drinks throughout the day, and then decided to kind of head back to the hotel early and crash. I woke up at about 5 a.m. or so. I do wake up fairly early, but not this early. I was trying to go back to sleep. It happened that there was some light from dawn coming in from the windows. The curtains were drawn in the hotel room but there was some light coming in. I noticed that I can hear it it was my boyfriend talking in his sleep. I looked over at him. 
I guess there was probably about three feet of space between where my boyfriend was lying on his side of the bed and the space between the wall. As I looked beyond my boyfriend, I saw a shimmering movement along the wall. As I continued to watch I distinctly made out a humanoid form. It was kind of rocking back and forth. I didn't know what to think. Maybe I was tired and imagining this. Then I saw a pair of eyes manifesting on the face of this being. As I watched the eyes turned a bright yellow color. Then the being crouched down and out of sight. Then suddenly it popped up right beside my boyfriend. I saw a shimmering hand reach up and cover my boyfriend's face, then pulled back when my boyfriend made a gasping sound. Then it happened again. I started shaking my boyfriend, but he wouldn't wake up. The being then stood up and started walking around the bed toward my side. I immediately jumped out of bed and headed toward the bathroom. I entered and slammed the door. I yelled for my boyfriend to wake up, but I heard no response. Then I heard him gasping again. I opened the door and saw the being lying on my side of the bed. I stood and watched it, again yelling at my boyfriend to wake up. Then suddenly, my boyfriend woke up and lets out a horrific scream. He looks at me with wide terrified eyes. I looked over to my side of the bed. The being was gone. My boyfriend tells me that he had an awful dream that someone was trying to smother him. I started crying. I told him what I had seen. At first, I don't think he believed me. But the more I talked, the more he realized that his dream was similar to what I was describing. We quickly packed our bags, checked out early, and then drove home. Since that day my boyfriend and I married. We bought a house and planned to start a family soon. But I occasionally see the same glimmer man. I believe he hitched a ride back with us from Toronto. He isn't here all the time but seems to show up at the most inopportune times. Can you tell me what to do? Can this being be removed? Is it a spirit or a malevolent entity? I went to bed yesterday as usual, I don't remember seeing or feeling anything out of ordinary prior to that, but what happened next was possibly the most real dream I've ever had. To the point that I'm not sure if it even was one. It all started with me waking up in the middle of the night, or at least I thought I woke up. Next I saw a very bright cold white light coming out the window. It wasn't focused like a flashlight would be. More as if there was a very bright light bulb and it was getting more and more bright. At some point I felt that my ears started ringing. I was scared shitless to be honest but just froze in bed and stared at the light. I closed my eyes because it was getting painfully bright and then there's like a gap in my memory. Maybe I fell asleep, but the next thing I remember is what I would call the second part of this dream. So here I wake up again, only to see that I'm no longer in my bed but instead lying on some kind of a table, with two literal aliens standing just next to me. Here I would like to say that I couldn't move anything besides my head and even that was pretty difficult. Also the table certainly was a little too short for me cause my feet were dangling over the edge. Now about these beings, their skin was very pale and kinda yellowish. Almost like a corpse skin would look like. They had no hair whatsoever and were completely naked. Their eyes were just sort of plain gray color and only a little bigger than regular human eyes. Their heads were bigger than human heads too, 
but not like in those cliché descriptions. Ears were kinda pointy and protruding out. Their height was about 5 feet tall I'd say, they had very narrow shoulders, lanky arms and legs, but what stood out is that their bellies were huge. Think like a beer belly on a very fragile body. The room was well lit. The walls looked like they were made of some really dark metal, and in the corner on the right stood what I would describe as a see-through bathtub. Filled to the top with what looked like sausages, and to make it weirder there were two of these aliens sitting in that bathtub and staring at me. And oh god the stench, it felt like something had died and was rotting in there. Next, one of the humanoids standing next to me had this thing in its hands. Best I could describe it as a starfish, but it was dark brown. The alien lifted my t-shirt off and placed that starfish thing on my belly. It felt like it attached itself to me. It was kinda slimy and overall felt disgusting. Right after doing that it left the room through the entrance that was behind me, I couldn't see where it led, the three remaining aliens just kept staring at me without saying or doing a thing after a while I started feeling dizzy and as if I was about to vomit, I can't tell why, maybe it was the stench, but a few minutes after the alien came back and took the starfish thingy off me. I passed out almost immediately after. Then I woke up in my own bed, no signs of aliens anywhere. My stomach looked as if nothing happened to it, but I still felt pretty sick. I had breakfast and in a few hours I think the feeling simply went away. This happened in the summer of 2020 in Lawrence County, along Blaine Creek in eastern Kentucky. My mom's home, where I grew up, is situated in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains. There are no houses or neighbors within half a mile of her house. The area is simply beautiful mountains. One night her old dog was barking, whimpering, and growling. He just wouldn't stop acting up. My mom was confused since there were no outside noises that she herself could hear. The dog was pacing back and forth to the door and windows. After 30 minutes or so she decided to grab her flashlight and go outside to make sure everything was okay. No animals had been messing with her trash cans, so she figured her dog was picking up the smell of a raccoon or other nocturnal critter. She scanned her yard in the creek and didn't see anything out of place. So she turned to go back into the house and that's when she saw it. I will give the best description that I can from what she told me. I've never seen it myself and hope I never do. She said it was standing on its hind legs. These hind legs look like an animal's but the front looked more human. It had patches of long light colored fur all over the body and legs. The top looked like a humanoid man while the lower part looked like an animal. The face was very odd. She called it an alien ape man. She said that it stood about 7 feet in height and was muscular. She stood paralyzed with fear shining her light on it it looked at her. Then it started walking on all fours out of her yard towards the back and toward the mountain. It did stop and looked back at her a few times but finally disappeared into the darkness. There was another encounter. One night a few weeks later her dog began acting up again. She decides to stay inside. She turned her lights off and looked out of her dining room window. There was a pole light in the yard. She was able to see it again although it was further away from her and not as detailed. She said it had the same shape and was the same thing she saw just weeks earlier. 
She backed away from the window for a few minutes, then looked out again. It was gone. After that, she would walk out onto the back porch, and fire her shotgun at dusk hoping the creature would heed her warning. It's been over two years now and she still fires the shotgun every early evening. The creature hasn't returned. Now I have one humanoid story that was relayed to be my best friend. To preface I have after much pressing heard him relay other stories or legends he has heard from his family and basically describing crawlers. Without giving them the name. He and another mutual friend were on a hike deep into a camping spot called Jack's River Falls in North Georgia. Once there they settled in for the night around a fire. They heard what they thought was a bear trudging on the outside of their camp. These guys are mountain folk, and not easily spooked but they didn't enjoy the vibe that was in the air. They then heard this same sound but this time above them. They could hear whatever this large thing was jumping in the trees this time all around them staying in the top levels. Finally a large branch broke off and fell right behind them. This was enough to grow the fire as large as they could and keep their pistols on their side. That's pretty much the end of the story but they stayed up all night and got the F out of there as soon as day broke. I grew up in the 1980s and 1990s, born in 83. One day as a young kid, 5 years old, I was at my friend Josh's house. He lived two doors up, which for me was as far as I could go on either side of my house at 5 years old. 1988. Luckily all of my closest friends as a kid lived within that quadrant. Josh and I were in his basement which was a finished basement that had a heather-slash-brown carpet, a nice large fireplace, and a big TV in the main room of the basement. We would often be down there in the morning just before or after breakfast as his mom would be watching me in the morning. We grew up around older kids, and I had two older brothers myself, so we often heard of freaky ghost stories even at a young age, but nothing really similar to what we saw that day what our childhood minds ultimately dubbed the blonde thing. We were playing with action figures and watching TV. I remember us laughing and playing and we both noticed movement about 10 feet away from us at the other side of the room. We were the only ones in the basement. His mom was right near the top of the stairs in the kitchen with his baby brother Nathan. We both just looked toward the motion to see a very short, about 3.5 feet tall, Humanoid figure going around the corner down the short hallway to the back basement bedroom. She was bobbing her head from side to side as she rounded the corner. We saw her for maybe three seconds. I say she and her because what we saw of the figure was long, long, curly, light blonde hair, almost white draped over shoulders and her back. The hair was so long that it was almost to the floor. She was bobbing slash bouncing her head from shoulder to shoulder like a kid would be if she were skipping and playing. We both screamed and ran upstairs as fast as we could. I didn't see a face or clothes. All we really saw was the long hair draped over what was clearly a small human girl shaped figure. We didn't know how to really describe how or what to call it but surely talked about it and we always referred to it as the blonde thing. Now, this happened in 1988. In 2018, I hadn't thought about the blonde thing since the last time I mentioned it, 
probably 15 years ago, and hadn't thought about it in as long. Josh sent me a friend request on Facebook after not having heard from each other since the mid-90s in middle school. He messaged me on Facebook and when I opened it, it was the hey, how have you been dude? Kind of letter. But, at the end, he wrote remember the blonde thing. I felt like the adults in the movie IT must have felt like when they get the phone call where Mike tells them it's back. The memory just came flooding back. The crazy thing is we saw it one other time, outside, in the backyard of our neighbor Letta's house. No shit. Same thing. Literally saw a skipping, short figured with the almost white hair down to the ground go into the wood line behind the house. I attempted to do research to see if other people have ever sighted similar creatures or entities. The closest thing I could find is some old Germanic folklore about long blonde-haired entities that look like girls try to steal babies from homes. Curious as to if anybody has seen something similar. Thanks. In 2002, just two weeks before Christmas, I decided to go coyote hunting by myself. I was having trouble sleeping. No one knew I had left, as it's around 11.30 p.m. No cell phones of any kind. Bad idea. I started my trek as always, down a well-used trail, until I reached a steep section covered with multiflora rose bushes. However, I had previously cut a path and it wasn't hard to navigate, even in the snow that had been falling. I continued down the hill until reaching the large ravine that sets not too far behind my house. Then moving to my left, I went about another hundred yards or so to where the terrain planes out and you can cross a shallow stream. I crossed the stream and proceeded to walk up the long, snow-covered hillside trail. After reaching the top, I went into action setting up all of my gear and finding a spot with a good back rest and nice firing lanes. My back rested against a large pile of crushed slate. My was shotgun leveled across my knees. I quietly sat there, getting colder and colder as more snow covered by the minute. After 45 minutes to an hour I decided to quit and pack everything up. This is when things got scary. I grabbed my red filtered 1mm candle power field spotlight. When I turned it on I saw it around 10 feet away, nose to the ground in my direction on all fours. The light coming on didn't even startle or phase the creature. It's like it knew right where I was and knew the light would be on it at any second. It then took a step toward me and lifted up onto two legs. It didn't creak or crack when standing up. The only noise that I could note was a low, deep-sounding pop in the rib-slash-sternum area. It stretched out and puffed its chest as if it wasn't big enough. I would have to say that I was at least 7-8 feet tall, with five-finger hands with two-inch claws. This dog man slash cryptid canine never did open its mouth, so I can't comment on teeth. It took a step toward me as I had my shotgun already leveled. I fired a shot that hit it in the right mid-upper portion of its ribs. Mind you, that hitting something this close with a .12 gauge shotgun usually causes a major hole and nothing could walk away from it. I was using number 2 shot and the wad would have barely opened by the time it hit the creature. The shot let loose a mist of blood in the red-tinged light of the spotting lamp. It let out a loud yelp, then tucked its ears and ran to my right. 
It made it out of the light circle in two strides. I fired two more times at it but it was much too quick and I missed. I got up and started walking in the direction it ran, forgetting momentarily to reload my shotgun. I walked for about 10 feet and found a large pool of blood. Then walked a few more feet and found less blood. This process repeated until I was around 30 feet from where I initially started and there's no blood to be, just footprints. It's as if this thing could quickly regenerate or something to heal itself of such a massive wound. I stopped and realized how stupid I was for going after this thing after it just got wounded. I didn't know if there may have been more of these creatures in the area or if they hunted in packs. I just thought I had encountered a real-life werewolf. I then trudged home in the night with a surely wounded god knows what potentially circling me the whole way as I go. I took my time getting back. It took me 2 hours to walk what normally took 20-30 minutes. I made it back home, went to bed and never spoke of that night again until 2019. I hardly hunt anymore due to health problems, but even if I was healthy, going back out there you would always be looking over your shoulder. However, I am working on getting a group of professional cryptid researchers to come take a look. Anyway, about three nights ago, I saw something that I still can't fully understand or explain. First, a little background. I live in mid-Michigan in a small residential-slash-suburban town surrounded by cornfields, you know the type. However, I do live in the more populated area as my parents' house, where I currently reside, is located within walking distance of our downtown. Our street is by no means desolate, dark, or isolated, and most of the houses are fairly close to one another. A pretty urban setting given the town itself. Okay back to the other night. It was about 2.30 am and since it's pretty normal for me to be up that late, me and my dog have developed what I call our little routine. He comes to my door, lets out a huff to inform me that he's there, and then we go downstairs where I let him outside through the front door to go to the bathroom. After completing his business, he comes in and we share a share a midnight snack of ham straight from the fridge lol. Now keep in mind, my dog is extremely well trained and very old. He doesn't need a leash or a fence to keep him from running away, he always comes right back after he's done, he'll even wait at the door if you aren't there. So on this particular night, I open the door for him and I'm just about to turn and walk away so I can prepare our midnight snack, when I notice he's still standing on the porch staring across the street. This isn't completely out of the norm for him, but this was lasting a bit longer than usual. When he finally jumps off the porch I follow his line of sight where he had been staring and I see what looks like a large dog or maybe even a wolf. Slinking across my neighbor's yard on the other side of the street. For the first few seconds I'm trying to figure out WTF this thing is, because it looks like it could be a dog but something isn't right. It's too long and the way it's moving isn't normal. And even though it was only about 50 feet away, it looked as though it were blurry. I can't think of any other way to describe it. None of it made sense. At this point I go into panic mode because so far this creature hasn't seemed to notice me or my dog, but if it does. My dog doesn't stand a chance. Like I said, he's old. And also a Pomeranian. Whatever this thing was, it would destroy him no doubt. 
I decide to slowly open the outer glass door, hoping to create just enough noise to alert my dog that it's time to come in, but not enough for whatever that thing is to hear me too. Luckily, my dog notices right away and starts running back towards me. But at the same time, this dog creature starts turning toward me, slowly. It almost felt fake how unnatural it moved, like animatronics or something. I'm not even sure what I'm looking at, but I have this indescribable feeling that I'm not supposed to be seeing this. So, as this thing is turning to look at me, my dog is coming through the door simultaneously and for about one second, I take my eyes of the creature thing to look down at my dog and close the door. When I look back up, this thing has moved about 30 feet to the left into my neighbor's driveway rather than their yard, and is standing on its hind legs at around 7-8 feet tall, staring at me. Now I'm really freaking out, how did it move so quickly, and how did it not make a single sound? How is it so tall? I literally looked away for maybe a second. I look away again to lock the door and gather myself, only to look again and see absolutely nothing. It was gone. This whole ordeal only lasted maybe 20-30 seconds total. Shaking, I give my dog his ham and mine, and I run downstairs to my brother's room in the basement to tell him what happened. Being a normal 19-year-old playing video games, his response was wow WTF that's super weird. But honestly I just needed to tell someone, to confirm that what just happened actually happened and that I wouldn't wake up the next day and convince myself it was a dream. Over the last few days, I've told anyone who would listen about what I saw, including my parents. Those who are closer to me seemed a bit more unnerved, because like I mentioned earlier, I don't usually believe in this type of thing. They could tell I was shaken by whatever it was that I saw. Tonight, after some random googling as the result of my restless mind, I came across what appears to be the exact description of what I saw. The Dogman, which eventually led me to this thread. I've never heard anything about it before, but I am now fully convinced I saw one in front of my very own eyes, and it saw me too. My ex-girlfriend who I will call Penny, and a friend who I will call Kyle. These aren't their real names, I don't feel comfortable sharing them online. My mother asked us to pick up her cat from the vet around 4 or 5 p.m. one night. As it was winter in the northern Midwest, it was getting dark at around this time, and it was already a bit of a drive to and back from the vet, because my mother lived out in the country and the vet was in town. At any rate, we went and got the cat without issue, and after we were to drop it off, myself, Penny, and Kyle were going to go see a movie. We get back to my mother's house, the sun has already set for the most part, and it's quite cold. Kyle decided to help me carry the cat inside, while Penny kept the car running to keep the heater going. Kyle liked talking to my mother, and wanted to see her before we headed back out to see the movie. Well, we're walking up to the house, and both Kyle and I stopped because we both got this weird feeling at the same time, we figured this out later when we were talking about it. The house is in front of us, and my mother's yard is behind us, it was a big farmhouse, so had a sprawling front yard. We both stood still, we felt frozen to the spot by this weird feeling, and I looked first and saw something standing behind us, in the yard, and then Kyle looked too. 
The thing had to have been well over six feet three because that's how tall Kyle is and it was bigger than him. It had a hulking shape, with more mass on top than the bottom like a hunchback, which kind of just tapered off into shadows, so I don't know if it had legs or what they might have looked like. The whole thing was pitch black, even in the dark. It had no eyes, no discernible features whatsoever as far as facial features go, but I could tell it was huge and very angry. There was just a feeling I was getting off of it that it was mad that we were there, and I could tell it was staring right at us. The only discernible features about it were, it had horns, massive horns, like antlers, sticking up off its head, and the hunch in its back seemed to be lumpy and had a regular shape sticking out of it, but because it was so dark I couldn't figure out what it was. Neither of us heard a sound from it, it just stood there and menaced us for what felt like minutes, but it can't have been that long. Kyle unfroze me from the spot, and the two of us darted into my mother's house and delivered her cat. We waited a bit, but after looking outside, didn't see anything out there anymore, and after talking to my mother for a bit, we ran back outside and Penny put on the gas, and we got out of there. We never saw it again after that, but to add a little background on my mother's house, it has always been haunted. The house that is standing there now, is a newer build. The older farmhouse that had been there previously, had burned down and killed a young boy, a mother, and her older daughter. My mother has had issues with it for a long time, she's had the house blessed on several occasions, but nothing ever sticks. Friends who stay in the house have reported weird stuff happening to them as well, and when I lived there I also experienced some odd things, but this was the only time this happened. The house is situated in Indiana, near the Sugarloaf Mound, which was used by the Miami natives in Indiana's prehistory. 